0: But what is our aim i can answer in one word victory victory at all costs victory in spite of all terror victory however long and hard the road may be but without victory there is no survival now we
1: are the masters of our faith hello 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 my name is rick napier the ceo at real people USA LLC and uh, right now we are waiting for heather bernillo she is the uh, county commissioner candidate in district 4 which is north pinellas county serving the communities of palm harbor uh let's see safety harbor uh, tarpon springs ozmar and dunedin i think i got most of them so Heather is uh, doing something with her kids and she'll be on in a few minutes. But Heather is going to talk about some very interesting topics. Uh, She is rising to the occasion in her candidacy. She is doing some great things. Uh, She started out slow, but she is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And uh, she has some primary opponents, but uh, the big opponent is Dave Eggers. He's the county commissioner. In District Four, a Republican, and I just must say, as a Republican, he voted to shut down Pinellas County uh, based on uh, based on the COVID stuff, and that is unprecedented. It is unprecedented that a Republican would shut down individuals' life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And I know that's been going around here lately, you know, since 2020 and I have no explanation of it, but I just wanna say it's just not right. No Republican should shut down uh, Pinellas County voters, uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. My economics training, my uh, 12 years of military service, my lessons from my grandfather, who was a World War II veteran, there in Tampa, the place where I was born and raised, by the way. Shout outs to Nebraska Avenue and Bush Boulevards. Shout outs to Brandon, Florida, Benota, Sassa, Sefner, Palmacia, MacDill Air Force Base. Where else have I lived in Tampa? Uh, downtown Tampa, Nick Nucio Parkway, Highway 60, Brandon, Palm River. Uh, took my family to Don Cesar Hotel. And on St. Pete Beach, used to hang out uh, across uh, the Courtney Campbell Causeway in Clearwater when I was a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old before I started the military. So what else do I know? Um, got t- got a speeding ticket right outside of Newport Richie, going back to uh, uh, to go on official orders in the military. Got my speeding ticket on Alternate US 19. That's right. So I have history there in Tampa Bay. Born and raised. Born at Tampa General Hospital. Social security number starts with 263. And if you're born in Florida, especially in the Tampa area, it would be 26 as the first two characters. So mine are 263. Yeah, so Heather is doing a lot of great things. And when she comes on, She's going to talk about some stuff that's happening there in Pinellas County. And we're going to talk about some crony capitalism that is going on across uh, the country. And we're going to talk about uh, some cases here in California. And Heather may even have some some stories of, of her own. But we're going to talk about this crony capitalism thing because. It's it just seems like when candidates stay in office past two terms, there's some ugly stuff that starts to happen. Like we said on the previous episode, a lot of these candidates seem like they own the place. It seems like they start to own Pinellas County. It becomes theirs. Just like in the Scarface movie, the world is mine. No, that's not true. The world is not yours if you have been in office past two terms, if you have been in office three terms, four terms, five terms. I don't care what your political affiliation is. You can be a a Democrat uh, that's been in office and you barely can get up in the morning and you're like in your 80s, 85, 90 years old, you're still in office. Or you can be a person that's served three terms and uh, you're trying to do a fourth term, that's too much. You don't need to be in office that long, especially at the local level. You know, we understand that people are trying to put together little pensions and stuff, but, you know, once you're in office that long, it, it becomes a liability to the public. There's a book called The Least Path of Resistance. Now, the title of the book does not really talk about what the meaning of least path of resistance is. But just think about that. You know, the longer a person stays in office, they become immune to the concerns of the community. It's like, OK, you're in the office past two terms and, uh, you know, you start becoming popular with local business owners you start becoming popular with with uh, with people who want contracts with with the county and all of a sudden you say to yourself yeah i can make this happen i've been in i've been in office for three terms 12 years yeah this pinellas county thing is mine what do you need joe what do you need mike what do you need brenda and, and Brenda says, well, you know, uh, it'd be nice if my company got the contract. What can you do for me, uh, you know, Tom? Well, it's really not something that I really can do because, uh, you know, we have laws. We, we, we can't be sidestepping any of the, uh, you know, the ethics that we have in our county. Oh, come on, man. You know, I need I need man if I can get that that contract. With the county man you know i'm the best candidate well you know you can put in the bid and then the the, then the business owner says a bid man i've known you for 20 years you mean to say i need to put in a bid yes you need to put in the bid man this could do so much for your for your for your uh your office just think if you If you let me put this contract in, you let me, you award me this contract, man, that means the next time you're up for for election, many of the employees that work for my company are going to vote for you. And, you know, because we have this industry group and, you know, we have access to 10,000, you know, people that are in the industry and man, if you can help me get this contract, That's easily 10,000 voters plus their friends and family. Well, I don't know. Well, just think about it. Just think about it. And stuff happens, more stuff happens, a little bit of more stuff happens. And all of a sudden that business owner gets the contract. Yep, the business owner got the contract. And the county supervisor—that's what we call him in California, at least. County supervisor, you know, is all of a sudden a hero, very popular, very, very popular. And then another business owner says, "Hey, you helped Joe. I, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me, but uh, gosh, I heard you helped Joe get that contract. And I was wondering." You know, I got a service I would like to provide to the city or the county, and can you help me? Well, no, I can't. I really can't do that because, you know, we have a bid. We have a bidding process that uh, all uh, you know contractors that are looking to do business with the city or the county or the state need to go through. Yeah, but what happened? You you helped Tom, didn't you? Uh, that's what I'm hearing, at least. Well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Uh, where did you hear that from? Well, I mean, it's it's out there That you are the guy You are the woman That can help People Get contracts With the city, county, or state Well Look uh, So, look You gotta put in the bid I'll just tell you, you gotta put in the bid And if, and if, if your bid is is, is, is Better then the other competitor putting in the bid then there may be a way that you get the contract just based on the merit of your proposal and 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 the contractor the employer says man i I'm going to put in the bid but man hopefully you can you can give me some favor hopefully you you can see that my proposal is strong just like you saw the other Contract the other proposal that you you helped this business owner get in there. Hopefully you can see that their proposal was just as strong as mine is strong. You catch my drift. You know, state rep, county supervisor, city councilman, city councilwoman. Do you catch my drift? Because otherwise, if my proposal does not go through, I just might have to go to the media. I hate to say it that way, but this $10 million contract is something I really want. And since I know you and since you know my friends, this is something that I would like to see come through. Is that something I can count on you about uh, there? A uh, city councilman, county supervisor, uh, uh, state rep. Can I count on you to help me get this contract? So anyway, I want to welcome Heather to the Real People USA podcast live show. And Heather, I just spent some time giving people some scenarios of how, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, contracts just go through the system. They give some, some examples. So how are you doing this afternoon or evening? I'm
0: good. I had to, my kids are, this is like their countdown to their performance week. So they're in the studio all night this week. So I was on my way here when I was getting ready to call you. Well,
1: that's fine. That's fine. I just want to give um, people a heads up on your campaign. And of course you can do the same, but I want to let people know that we have started uh, an email campaign to uh uh, people who live in those, those five or six cities. I think it's five cities, which, which are the main cities in, in District Four. And you're running for County Commissioner, uh, Pinellas County, District Four. You want, you want the District Four position. And uh, right now, Dave Eggers is holding that spot, Mr. Career Politician, Second Termer. And uh, so we're sending out about 700 emails a day. We started with 500. We're going to boost it to 700. So that's about 3,500 emails per week. And what we know is when people get those, get those emails, if they have five friends, five or 10 friends, let's just say five to keep it conservative. If every person that gets those emails knows five people, that is 17,500 people per week that will know about Heather's Campaign for District Four, uh, Pinellas County Commission, and uh, and that includes and no that that does not include people that we call because we do have some phone numbers uh, w- with these emails. So um, I know that this week you've been you've been on fire, Heather, about uh, something that you want to talk about first. And you did you did part one, you did part two, and today you did part three. Please elaborate what is going on down there in Pinellas County that has gotten you fired up about citizens' rights, uh, taxpayer rights, and certain people who want to hold on to power.
0: One of the biggest things that bothers me and the reason that got me kind of motivated to run is frivolous use of taxpayer money. And we have a two point nine billion dollar budget in Pinellas County for under a million citizens. So we have a budget that's bigger than some metropolis, you know, areas of the country. And they decided because the uh, you know, Florida redistrict and the is ruling with the, the map ended up district five and seven had to rerun. This happens every once in a while. It's, it's not a vendetta, it's not done on purpose. It's just the luck of the draw that your particular district got re, the map got redrawn and now you have to rerun. So they were advised by the county's uh, attorney. I believe her name is something jewel. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. She told them that, sh- that they were in their right to sue Tallah- you know, the state and Tallahassee. So they apparently did. They voted um, and they voted to, I think the, it was two voted no, one recused, and the rest voted yes to sue. So they went up there on taxpayer dime, taxpayer attorney money, and then taxpayer-funded trips to Tallahassee, all to be told um, this isn't a state issue. You need to sue your supervisor of elections. So they, they left there defeated this week. Mm-hmm. And now... They need to sue Julie Marcus's office, whose board, whose supervising attorney is the same one that oversees the county commission. So obviously there's conflict of interest there because she can't be the plain offended defendant's attorney. Um, But in the whole meantime, Ken Burke, who's the circuit court, has decided to sue the county commission for misappropriation of funds. So this is, you know, this is all costing taxpayer money. The, uh, no matter which office is doing the suing or whatever, the litigation, it's still costing, it's ta- coming out of taxpayer money. And this is all amidst this whole, there's a, like a one point some million dollar deficit that the county commission mismanaged with CareerSource that they need to now pay back to the state. So I'm like, so now the taxpayers have to foot this one million dollar like bill that we owe the state. Plus they're using taxpayer money to sue because they want to stay in their seat a little bit longer. So that, 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 I, The average taxpayer doesn't know this is going on because no mainstream media outlet is covering it. Not the Tampa Bay Times, not, you know, Bay News 9, nobody. There's nobody covering it except for one local newspaper called Tidings Media. And they're the only ones who have kind of like scratched the surface to let taxpayers know what's going on with their money
1: wow i need to interview tidings media because we have a we have here in california i just want to let listeners know uh, and i think i talked about this before before you came on tampa tampa born and raised uh, was born in tampa general hospital lived in several areas in tampa partied in clearwater got a ticket north of uh, newport <laughs> newport richie's took the family to don cesar hotel about 12 years ago down down at the bottom at saint pete beach But I'm looking at this number, you said $2.9 billion uh, budget for 1 million people.
0: Yeah, we have roughly, well, I mean, it's ever changing because everybody's moving to Florida, uh, you know, over the past year. So we're we're just under a million at the last time that I looked, I mean, we may have surpassed that, but it's roughly about a million.
1: Well, that's about $2,900 per person. If it's if it's 1 million people, 2.9 um, billion divided by 1 million people, that's about twenty nine hundred dollars per person that the, the the county is is budgeting for. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but that's the number someone uh, sharper than I can 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 look at twenty nine hundred dollars per person and determine if that's uh, if that's a, a good number. To have as a budget but you mentioned career they want source more. oh gosh you know, they always want more so what is it what is this career source this this one million dollar uh, uh thing that you talked about what what was that
0: i i wish i had my paperwork all in front of me and it was a little bit well oh, that's prepared, okay but, so, so it's so it's um,
1: something that they career overpaid source, it
0: was it was an it was a, It's a separate entity from the Board of, of Commissioners, um, but they received funding, and we one of our commissioners sits kind of as like a supervising liaison voice you know, of Pinellas County to this career source. And whoever was appointed to the head of Pinellas you know, Career Source, either like mismanaged funds or embezzled money, he, something wasn't mm. afoot. It wasn't kosher. So the state, I guess, came in and was like, "Well, you you owe us like a million dollars, or I can get the exact figure. I have it at home somewhere." Uh, They they told the county that you know, like, we owe that money because the funds uh, were utilized improperly. And I don't even know if the guy was terminated. I'm I again, the media doesn't want anyone to know this. So I'm trying to do as much research and digging as I can on my own, but it's so hard. Everything's so hidden, or they they make you pay a ton of money to get the the information. So I'm still scratching the surface of it. Um, The person running for District 5, Chris Latvala, um, he's a a termed out um, state representative. He actually knows a lot more about this. Um, So he would be a good resource.
1: Interesting. The reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this is what happens when you have uh, people in office past two terms. And this is this is a sore spot across the country. It's definitely a a cancer here in California. Uh, It seems like the longer that someone stays in office, the the more the likelihood that you have these types of of uh, indiscretions, I'll call them you know, or accounting errors. I mean, it could be one of many different things, but uh, the longer people stay in office, the longer or the, the more likely these these items come come to fruition. And uh, that's the reason why you are running as a one-term or two-term candidate. Please explain that is one of your top platform items is that you just want to run two
0: terms. I mean, two t- I think if. I think eight years is enough. You you get in at after like the the you know six to eight year mark. I think you're at the you become a little bit like maybe complacent, or I don't mm-hmm. know. I want mean, to use the word like lazy, but you. I feel like you kind of lose unless you know unless you're doing unless you got your boots on the ground, talking with taxpayers all the time, knowing what the issues are and how to fix, and then you know working on solutions to fix them. Um, I mean, after about, you know, six to eight years, I think you've become kind of out of touch with your constituents, and it's time to bring in newer ideas. It's like, you know, every every decade, you know, our our bodies even change. You know, every seven to ten years, you know, our hair changes, our skin changes. You know, so our commissioners should be changing too.
1: <laughs> I love that one. Well, I just want to uh, say... That- I,
0: found, um, I found one... Thing real fast, while I was looking, it says in a letter dated March 11th, the U.S. Department of Labor demanded that the public employment agency, Career Source Pinellas, repay $1.9 million in misspent funding within the next 30 days. And it remains unclear if taxpayer money would be used to settle the debts.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and see that's the kind of stuff that we deal with in california on a regular basis and why do we deal with stuff like that that's, it's because elected officials have been in office too long you know it's it's like i, I did a little um uh you know a preview to to our to our talk tonight about you know what happens when all these contracts start coming through and these candidates they believe that they're tony montana and that they own the place, the world is mine. I mean, I, that was one of the classic movies uh, that I remember. And, but this is what happens when candidates stay in office too long. So I wanna, I wanna talk about this crony capitalism thing. And I wanna also talk about um, uh, your, your election, but the crony capitalism thing here in, in Orange County, California, south of Los Angeles, there was a mayor who's been in office too long, he resigned today over a multi million dollar it looks like a fraudulent thing where he it was a kind of some kind of pay to play thing for the uh, uh, Anaheim Angels Major League Baseball team again and it was it was like uh, he he pay, he passed the proposal and it he allegedly took a bribe to pass the proposal and the owners of the Anaheim Angels say, we don't know anything about it. And maybe that's just what they always do. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure why the Anaheim Angels didn't know anything about it, but that's neither here or there. The point is, is that these people, when they stay in office that long, they become corrupt. The same thing that is happening that happened in, in Anaheim, California, happens in San Francisco, where, where Dianne Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, uh, uh, Feinstein has this deal to to build this uh, highway or, or, or train to nowhere from uh, the Central Valley of California to Bakersfield. It's like a 250 mile run. And they've spent billions of dollars and the thing is not even 5% done. And it started with a budget of like 300, 400 million and it's well over a billion dollars. And nothing, there's no tracks. There's one little tiny little overpass that's built and if you've ever seen the movie uh, Speed with um, Keanu Reeves in it, and uh, and the woman I can't think of her name right now, that movie Speed. If you remember that bridge when the bus was ready to jump over because because the road ended, that's what it looks like. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Or- yeah, Sandra Bullock. That's what that's what it looks like. It, it's built then it ends. So maybe they can do Speed Three there and and jump, but there's no. There's no <laughs> There's no other side to jump to, but um, that's what happens when you have these 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 politicians that stay in office. Excuse my French, but too damn long. Now, the good news is that there is an organization there in Pinellas County called Eight is Enough. Please talk about them and then I'll tell you the good news about Real People USA talking to Eight and Enough. Please explain what Eight is Enough is about.
0: Um, Well, Friends of Pinellas, I believe, is the uh, main, like, 501C or 503C, whatever that charity um, designation is, and they are a, kind of like a grassroots local organization, I believe. It's it's headed by Barbara um, Hazelands, and she is the one who brought attention to a lot of our local political clubs and told us that... Like, I didn't know, because I didn't live here in the 90s, that term limits had been passed in the 90s, you know, was on a referendum question. It passed bipartisan, Democrats, independents, Republicans, I was over 70% wanted term limits. And somehow, they found a loophole and got out of it. Mm. So that's why we have a current commissioner who's been sitting in her seat for almost 23 years.
1: mm And and no offense to it.
0: It it sat dormant, and you know she's getting the fire lit back under it again.
1: Good for her. And and the good news is that Real People USA contacted Barbara. I called her her directly, and we're going to do a podcast episode to promote the petition drive to get uh, term limits back into Pinellas County. Because you know, hey, you know what? I know everybody deserves a right to. To to have some type of retirement plan. And, that, and it seems like uh, some of this this stuff is like, okay, I just want to sit in this office so till, until I max out my retirement plan, uh, until I maybe I, I work someplace else with the city, and you know, I want to do eight years here, I did eight years over there. Hey, you know what, that's all fine and good, but the trouble becomes when things are not going well, that's the problem. And when Pinellas County shut down because of COVID, that threw a monkey wrench into people, or at least voters, in my opinion. If I were, if I were in Pinellas County, I'd be, I'd be stark raving mad about anybody staying in office once you shut down uh, the, the, the county and you shut down how people earn their money you you put these these restrictions in on how people go to school and you know the last thing i think this is totally ridiculous you're gonna shut down a beach when there is like like (laughs) hundreds of miles of coastline off the gulf of mexico and the winds start blowing and you're gonna shut down the beach because you are afraid of someone catching COVID. are you serious what are your thoughts
0: I think that people should be given their own bodily autonomy and ability to make decisions of what's best for themselves, and the government shouldn't be telling you what to do. Uh, so we, you know, we have a constitution, and we also have a Florida constitution. And to, to violate someone's right to tell them they don't know what's best for them is just a bunch of bull to me. Like I yeah. know how, I'm. I'm like, I'm an immune compromised person. Um, I had kidney cancer, you know, in 2012, and I'm still on every eight weeks, I still do um, infusions. And, you know, I didn't need the government telling me how to protect myself. I know how to protect myself. I don't need, mm-hmm. it's not the government's job to protect me. So for them to tell me I'm not safe enough to go on the beach and that they know better than I do, I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Like
1: right i want to walk the
0: pinellas trail if i want to if i want to gather at my house with my friends and family like who are you to tell me that i can't and then to stick the police after our local businesses to to do what give them fines so you can collect more revenue like it's just it just seems very controlling and any politician any person who wants to control my life that badly is not somebody that I want in office.
1: Exactly. So, thanks for sharing that information about about the the, two, the 2012 illness. And by the way, people should know that Heather is a nurse practitioner and a college professor professor that talks that that trains uh, you know uh, newbies on the medical profession. So, for you to have the the mindset and and the stance about Protecting yourself and, and having bodily autonomy just speaks volumes. I mean, because if anybody should know, it's you.
0: Yeah, like, if somebody, if someone's truly afraid of a virus or getting sick, whether it be the flu or a cold or a TB, you know, you protect yourself. Um, you know, I've worn masks during, like, 2018, we had a terrible flu season in Florida and it was a very long flu season and it it killed a lot of people and i chopped at outdoor markets i stayed out of my kids dance studio because you know germs and i did what was best for me i didn't, i didn't say to somebody else hey you know what you can't sit near me because you know you might get me sick like mm-hmm. it's not It's not my job to tell someone else what to do. It's my job to protect me. And then when the commissioners are sitting on that board and they're all telling us, no, you know, I understand DeSantis wants to reopen, but we're going to keep the county closed a little bit longer. And we're actually going to be the first county to shut down because, you know, we can and we have the authority and we're going to use it. And they're they're just very condescending during the one meeting about how they were going to, you know, exert their authority on us. Mm hmm. And
1: isn't it, isn't it strange or coincidence that across America, all these coastal cities, St. Petersburg or Pinellas County, Miami-Dade, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, New York City, Philadelphia, you know, all of these coastal cities where, where a lot of people, uh, you know, live, it, it, it seems that's where, it, it, with, a, with a power struggle, with the with power, the hammers being uh, laid on the people. Now you have this phrase that I saw today, and I remember you said it several times. What is that phrase that you said? You, you said uh, you will be, ha- you will have nothing, and be happy. Why? How did yeah. you come up with that phrase?
0: That was not. I'm quoting somebody else. Um, that there's a person. Um, this whole new world order kind of philosophy that's going around right now there's um his name is Klaus worth oh I can't no think of his name.
1: klaus schwab schwab
0: yes he is the one who said it he said that you will his his thought process is that the government will own all the housing and all the cars and you will own nothing and you will be happy about it
1: see Look, okay. so for people who don't who may not know, because obviously that your local news stations are not talking about this. Uh, Even, you know, some of the uh, conservative news channels are backing away from this. So we're talking about the World Economic Forum uh, that's in that right now they're in Davos planning how they can control the world. And, And most and some people think COVID was the launch pad to at least set the stage for it. But to have someone uh, with the mindset that uh, you will can have you will have nothing and you will be happy—that is not—that is not, that is not the, the America that I grew up in. It is not the America that my my grandfather, who's a World War II vet who fought in Germany, uh, you know, he didn't fight for that. It's not the the America that I spent as a you know twelve years in the military, six as a combat a soldier. I didn't fight for that. And millions of military veterans across the country did not fight for that that slogan. Uh, you will have nothing and be happy. No, the slogan should be, "I will want. I, I will get whatever I work for, and that will make me happy."
0: We definitely need to protect the rights of property owners and being able to have your own sovereignty, because you know we. You know, our freedom is not guaranteed. I mean, we, we see this administration right now and some of the things that they're saying. I wish I would have wrote the lady's name down. I would saw it today in passing. Um, she's a representative from a very democratic area. And her video was about uh, pretty much like squatting and taking over like houses that are empty for whatever reason. And to make affordable housing, she was saying that all empty homes need to have squatters and then squatters to have the rights to that property.
1: See, OK, so you're bringing up something near and okay. dear to my heart. In Los Angeles County, the equivalent of your county commissioners, they're called county supervisors in California. They have on their planning to make it legal for renters not to pay rent in Los Angeles County Okay, Los Angeles County is the biggest County in America. Only, I mean, only New York is second. Okay. 10 million people live in Los Angeles. The median property value in Southern California is $800,000. And you're not getting anything for that money not unless you're living on the coast and those properties are $2 million. For the county supervisors, and again, your equivalent of a county commissioner to to have something that they're reviewing that will say Los Angeles residents who rent will not have to pay rent. That is a that is a foot uh, in the wrong direction toward communism It's going to hurt real estate investors. And like I was mentioning, these cities that are close to the water that have these large population. That's what it seems like the plan is. So I would not even um, be surprised if years down the road, maybe, you know, two years, down, it could be next. It could be next year in Pinellas County where, where, where they might say, and I hope to God that it's not where they might say, if you rent in Pinellas County, you don't have to pay rent. Now, um, at first glance, it sounds great for renters. But guess what? You're going to hurt the real estate investors. And here's the tragedy long term. What will happen when they go to another industry and they say, oh, guess what? You you are an auto mechanic. You must start offering your auto automotive services for free. See, this is how these problems where you will have nothing and you will be happy. This is how that starts.
0: Uh, I was talking with somebody the other day when they said, well, how would you fix the, the problem with the housing market? And I was like, "That's how would I? I'm a local politician. I'm, I don't set the market in this country. And they're like, well, we need to force landlords to um, you know, rent control. And I'm like, so should I also tell your gynecologist how much she should charge you for your pap smear? I mean, we can't tell private enterprise how to run their business. Like, would I like the market to be more affordable here? Of course, but how exactly can you tell a landlord how much money they can charge? It's not, especially with the cost of everything, the cost of plumbing, the cost of electricity, the cost of utilities, you know, the property taxes going up. Um, I mean, our property taxes in the state are, it's getting scary. Most people's policies have went up over 25% in the last year, and we have more than like I think the last time I looked, there was about 11 companies that have went belly up in the past two years. So people are scrambling to get insurance. Hmm. So, and all this gets passed down to the homeowner, which has to be passed down to the renter. There's, there's no way around it. I mean, if I could wave a magic wand and, and make us back to, you know, Trump economics, I mean, that would be great. But I can't. <laughs> I can't change the economy. Yeah. So I, I don't under, I know that there that the Caroline Commission has um, utilized improperly utilized Penny for Pinellas money to promote their affordable housing projects, which I still don't quite understand how they're gonna pull it off. Like are you going is it gonna be government funded housing? Is it gonna be you're gonna sell it to a land developer and they're gonna section eight it? Like how there's there's no I don't have any documentation to, to tell my taxpayers who are asking me questions exactly how the county commission is supposed to make these magical affordable home areas.
1: Yeah, well, that you, I think you've already said it. That's what happened in California. That's why I, I always say, you know, when I when I speak with you and I, I'm fortunate enough to have a, a platform where you and I can can uh, uh, share information. That's what they did in California. They took these these houses and uh you know and and like you said for for people like here in california we're going to have a big mortgage or or foreclosure thing happening anytime soon because now interest rates are starting to rise again i think uh i saw something like freddie mac or or fannie mae uh it's like five percent or 5.3 percent. so what happened the last time we had the crunch the mortgage crisis out here people that bought homes uh during the the rise of home prices they found themselves not being able to to do anything with the homes like they couldn't refinance it. And then all of a sudden they their their neighbor buys a house, same uh, 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 bedrooms and bath and and square and square footage and acreage. They might buy that house, that house for 25 percent less. And so the the person that had their house four years ago, they, they get buyer's remorse. <laughs> And they say, "Well, I'm not going to keep this house. Why should I pay four or five thousand dollars a month, or you know, three to four thousand dollars a month in mortgage when my neighbors only paying something like twenty one hundred dollars a month for the same house?" So the foreclosure process happens, and now, based on what you said, yeah, what they're going to probably do is try to get these foreclosed homes through Black Rock and 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 put and put people who can't afford uh, rent, can't afford homes because the democrats have economic policies like we like we see now with like here in california gas is getting ready to hit seven dollars a gallon i just drove past a gas station that was 650 and that was a chevron and even the the cheap gas stations were like 610 so we got seven dollar probably eight dollar gas here in california before the summer ends so you're on to something you're right i mean the the good news is that you know you're letting the people know what's coming their way, and you they're starting to, you're starting to see signs of it, and you would hope I mean Pinellas County voters should definitely vote for you because you might be and maybe a few others might be the only backstop to stop this stuff or to at least slow it down. So you got if, any closing if, comments? If
0: I was I know if I was sitting in a meeting as a county commissioner and they want to start some project, and and I, you know, and I'm of course going to ask where are you getting the money for it? And they say they're going to use the penny for Pinellas money. I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely shut that right down because that's not what the taxpayers chose that money to be used for. So unless you want to bring it out to the taxpayers to make a decision about changing what they wanted that money used for, you that money's off limits. So <laughs> what is no, that? What there, is
1: the penny for Pinellas money for?
0: Uh, like infrastructure and um, green space Mm -hmm. not to be used to um, for other projects I mean that's just not what it's supposed to be used for
1: yeah yeah well I'm,
0: I'm and that's only one thing that I've uncovered I'm sure as I keep digging further I'm going to find more you know examples of how funds were were mismanaged or how taxpayer money was not utilized properly
1: well, I tell you what—you're right. Because when I started Real People USA, I was getting emails and calls from people all over uh, California as well as the United States, just telling me about all the all of these different um, uh, things that they suspected were not right. And even here in California, there was a report of a person running for governor that paid forty thousand dollars for the for the state. Uh, to endorse a, a candidate and it's not something that I that I feel uh, uh, like I'm I'm seeing undercover. it's it's already published. you know so you will get more information the more we we continue to do these these live episodes and uh, you start talking to people, the people will tell you what's on their mind. You will get by the time the the primary uh, comes in August and the general the general election, you will get all kinds of information about what's going on there in Pinellas County. And that's why I wanna make sure that this this, uh, venue is open to anyone who wants to call in and talk about what's on their minds there in Pinellas County and especially in District 4. So I just wanna, Heather, please close us out. Um, Heather needs subscribers. She also needs uh, donations. We have, like I said, 700 letters or emails going out. Uh, newsletters going out every day. That's about 3,500 a week. By the time we get 60 days out, that number should be close to thirty to 40,000 uh, emails or, or people who have received your information about your candidacy. And plus, uh, those emails will be supported with uh, phone calls to a percentage of the people that we have emailed. So, uh, please close us out. I want to thank you for being a Real People USA guest. I think you will make a great county commissioner.
0: I just want to let everyone know they can go to my website, um, wwwvernillo um, 4 I'm also on Instagram um, with as Heather Vernillo, and I'm on Facebook, same name, Bernillo, uh, Heather Vernillo for Pinellas County. Um, I update all the time. I put the different, um, you know, events that I'm going to be at and keep everyone updated on things that I am doing. The qualifying period is coming up in another week. And to get on the ballot, it's all about give or take about $7,000, um, that I have to pay the supervisor of elections, um, which I did inquire about where that money goes to. And I raised about 50, almost 60% of it. So I'm almost there. Um, if anyone wants to donate, no amount is too little. Um, every little bit counts to help me, you know, get my name on that ballot so that North Pinellas has a new voice and not a grifter voice and not a career politician voice, just a regular Joe Schmo taxpayer voice because that's what we need.
1: And I just want to add, Heather, before we go, is that uh, people are, are, are really uh, hitting uh, the, the articles and, and and podcast episodes on my site, and Pinellas County is the is the highest volume of of uh, of hits that I have on my website. And probably you have you have probably seen the same thing on your website where people are hitting the website. So somebody is looking at you. Somebody is definitely a, taking taking a great look at he- Heather Vernello for County Commission District Four. So. I want to thank you for your time the this year. The supervisor
0: evening. of elections actually tells you how many people have looked at your campaign report, and I'm like over a thousand views. So somebody's definitely looking at where my money's coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. And they
0: can see it's coming from the average taxpayer and local small business because I'm not taking developer money and I'm not taking money from questionable people.
1: Please don't take any developer money. We we know how, we know how that story plays out. We know how that story plays out. So, all right, Heather, have right. a great well, thank evening. Thank you
0: for having me on tonight.
1: All right, then, and, and bel- happy belated bur- birthday.
0: Thank you very much.
1: All right, take care. Bye-bye.
0: All right, bye bye. Bye bye.